0: Welcome to the One Shot Podcast. Uh, Today we've got a special episode, a little bit of a different episode for you guys. So we were at the Super Bowl with Sleep Number a couple of weeks ago. And if you've ever heard about, seen anything about Radio Row, uh, it's a massive congregation of media folks from all across the country. Athletes are coming in and out. Celebrities are coming in and out. It's an awesome, awesome experience. And so, like I said, we were up there as a team, uh, a couple of weeks ago with Sleep Number, and we were able to interview and interact with uh, a handful of guys. Um, and so today's episode, uh, I guess the other the other part of Radio Row is all these athletes have just a, a, a little bit of amount of time. It's not like a full podcast. They can hang out for an hour and a half. They're usually running from booth to booth, you know, doing their different media uh, interviews. So the three episode or the three interviews we have, we decided to just go ahead and put them to one episode. They're all about ten minutes apiece. We talked to uh, Zach Ertz, who is the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he's had an unbelievable career. He was with the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time. Uh, actually, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, and that was kind of cool. We got to learn a little bit about that. Uh, learn a little bit about his story. Um, that was fun. Then we also interviewed a guy named Andrew Sendejo. Uh, who played for the Minnesota Vikings for a long time. He was actually one of Tyler's uh, teammates in the UFL before they both uh, made it to the NFL. So that was a really cool story uh, as well, kind of an underdog uh, mentality type guy. So that was fun. And then rounded out with with the legend Gary V, um, who is a notorious New York Jets fan. Uh, he has a lifelong goal of owning the New York Jets one day. So we get to talk a little bit about the New York Jets, and then we finish it. With a question just about NFL as a business overall um, and just his thoughts why the NFL is so successful as a business because, you know, he's the business guy, business mind, marketing mind. So, again, didn't have a significant amount of time with any of these guys, but we did feel like it was powerful in the 10 or 15 minutes that we did have with them. Uh, And so we thought it would be best to just to pack them all into one episode, get you – 30 minutes of value from different, three different perspectives all in one. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. We have another couple of great episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. We got to speak to the CEO of Sleep Number as well as a the uh, one of the heads of the American Cancer Society. That was a really powerful, uh, more traditional podcast episode uh, that will come up here in a few weeks. And then uh, we got to talk to the newly um, – newly, what's the word um, – uh enshrined that's the word newly enshrined hall of famer demarcus ware uh who has awesome has an aw- also has an awesome story um we were able to sit down with him for a couple of minutes so again very amazing week got to see a lot of people meet a lot of people um and, and i think you guys are going to enjoy these next couple of episodes because they were really really cool again um different bit we were outside of our studio so i guess just a house uh house cleaning item we were outside of our studio so Forgive us a little bit for the audio. It wasn't perfect, um, but I think it was good enough for you guys to get still the full value uh, of these episodes. So bear with us a little bit on the not-so-ideal um, scenarios that we had there. So anyway, hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, please share the podcast. That's the best way you can help us grow this thing is by sharing it, texting it to a buddy, posting it on Instagram, um, following us on all of our social media. That really helps us out more than you know. We appreciate the support. We love you guys so much. Please enjoy these episode or these interviews with Zach Ertz, Andrew Dejo, and of course the legend Gary V. Enjoy, guys. Thanks.
1: Repeat that. Your your sleep number setting is what? Is a hundred, and I actually bumped it down three points to like ninety seven because my wife was giving me such a hard time about how firm my side no bed was. Doubt. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no doubt. So it's like a ninety seven right now, but I do like my bed extremely firm. I think this would be like a good. Yes. Yeah, person. dude. Just sleep on the floor. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say. <laughs>
0: So, if you don't know if you're listening, we're here with Zach Ertz tied in for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we're talking about a sleep number score. so the the bed has a setting, and the higher the number, the more firm the bed is. And 100 is the highest you yeah. can go. So literally, our man right here is sleeping on the floor at night, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, a brick. <laughs> so yeah,
1: essentially, I,
0: I don't know about that. That's, what are you? That's Type?
2: I'm. I'm a 45. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, a four, I'm a 40. 50. Yeah.
3: I'm 50. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you you and
2: moved, your guys moved up. Back yeah, moved good? up. It feels great. Yeah. yeah feels are you good. Are you a back sleeper, or a side yeah. sleeper? Uh, a side, so I side, sleep sleeper. on my side. Yeah. And your hip doesn't hurt in the morning.
1: No. Dang. I still got those uh, young joints. You know? That's yeah. what I'm telling you, man. These tight ends are weird, dude. Hey. Tight ends are
3: weird that tight. way, though. He tight got, ends.
0: Tight ends.
1: Versus the le- you know what? least no. athletic players yeah. on the field hey, over that's
0: here. That's the toughest man oh, here, 100. <laughs> what are you? 40, 30, something I, like yeah, that? Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Actually, actually they, they're trying to say, according to research, that sleeping on the floor is actually good for you.
1: Yeah. So I
0: must have read that research
1: you a long did. time yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, as a, as <laughs> a as young child.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, which that's actually a, a good lead in to, to what we want to talk about. It's just performance, sleep yep. overall, you know, how, how important it is. For you, how old are you now?
1: 32.
0: 32, okay. So you're yep. in the 30s now. Yep. So getting up there in age. So. How has your performance, how is your recovery, all that, how has that changed from when you first got in the league at 22? 20... Yeah. So, over the last 10 years, how's that changed?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously changed a lot. Um, and before I injured my knee this year, this was the best I felt playing football in, a, in pretty much my entire career. And I think as a player, especially early in your career, there's a lot of trial and error. Like you don't know what you don't know. So you're just throwing things at the wall, see, see what works, see what doesn't work. And I feel like I've been in this routine for so long. And sleep is, to me, the most important area of my recovery. Um, And if I don't get a good night's sleep, I can feel it the next day and the following day. Um, So we make sure – I mean, my wife's an athlete as well, so she knows the benefits of sleep. And so as a family, we we really prioritize our sleep because we know the benefits that it's going to have, not only immediately the next day, but also going forward. It's so
2: funny how how it's changed over the years. Even when you came into the league, there was still a little bit of that, like, Iron Man mentality, right? Like, no sleep, I'll sleep – you know, Russ Wilson's deal, right? Like, no time to sleep. (laughs) Well – <laughs> you probably should, <laughs> especially at that high elevation, Russ. <laughs> but, uh, but so, how is like the training uh, for you changed over the years? Like in the the methodology, uh, changing from when you came into the league to now. You mentioned.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much change. Obviously, as I went to Stanford. Um, we had an amazing strength coach, and he prioritized functional strength. He was never a guy that was killing us, was just loading us with as much weight as mm. possible. Mm.
2: Um, you mean you didn't have the squat deep and pulling his life
1: T-shirt everywhere you went? Yeah. Yeah. We, we did 10 by 10 every workout. That's what yeah. we did. So I was very blessed to have an amazing strength coach yeah. in college. And so all those lessons that I learned in college, I knew my body felt great going into the league. And so when I got to Philly and some of the things that they were doing maybe weren't best for me, I was able to have conversations like, hey, mm. I've never really done this oh. before. I'm not trying to be that guy. Yeah. But I wake up after your guys' workouts, and I feel terrible. Can we, can <laughs> yeah. we please just discuss? <laughs> I, I, uh, Chut, tell
3: me you didn't have that conversation your rookie year. Did you have that conversation with the strength coach?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think they were big fans of that <laughs> as, as a rookie coming in there. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it was it was a conversation that had to be had. Right. <laughs> All
2: right. So, uh, Zach, talk to us. You know, we're here at the Super Bowl. You had an incredible run with the Eagles uh, a couple years back for the Super Bowl. Talk about what this week means like to a player. I mean, the accumulation of an entire career of work. What, what does this week mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, as a player going through it um, – you, you want to be hyper-focused on the game. There's so many things pulling at you in different directions going into the week. You have two weeks from the NFC Championship when we played to the Super Bowl. So that first week when we were in Philly, we had the whole game plan in. So we essentially practiced the whole game plan that entire week. And then the following week, it was almost like the coaches going back and forth, seeing what they liked, seeing what they wanted to add for that second week. So really by the time the game started, we were so dialed in on the actual game plan, but you, I had to have a bunch of conversations just with family members, with my agent, like, Hey, I'm not focused. This isn't some experience for me. Yeah. Mm. Like I've worked my whole life to get to this point. I've been blessed to be able to play in this game. Like everything that you guys want to worry about, you can talk to my wife. If you have an issue, <laughs> Julie will filter out. What's she important. will say yeah. no for me. She will say who gets tickets, who doesn't yeah, get tickets. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so you just have to make the game the priority because yeah. nothing else matters at that point. Yeah. Um, and so I was able to be up front, and I got amazing family that were very receptive to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't really hit you until you get on the field and you have, like, seven different mm. TV companies all around the field to start the game. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it's here, and yeah. it's time to go. And by the way, you're playing
3: against Brady on the yeah, opposite exactly. side of the <laughs> exactly, field. Yeah. So, so what was that tunnel walk like for you? Because I, I remember playing my first and, and walking down that tunnel and almost getting emotional. Before I hit the field, what was that walk going towards the, the field like? Yeah, I
1: think, um, like you said, it's special. And I think just being around as the veterans kind of leaders on the yeah. team, you kind of walk out first, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not introducing individual players at that point. We're right. going out as a team. So, like, we had our group of guys that had been together five, six years at that point. we were mm-hmm. all kind of standing there at the front together. And it was kind of cool and surreal just to see how far we come, right. you know. Yeah. Um, we've been through so much. it uh, in my time in Philly, the first five years, um, and so it was kind of surreal, and that's definitely a memory that I'll never forget. Is just being in that tunnel, waiting to run out onto the field, mm-hmm. and just being around all my guys. Yeah. Ty, Ty, did you hear that subtle flex by Darren? By the way, he said my first. My first, <laughs> yeah, first, yeah. Yeah. first.
0: first I know whatever. I asked the <laughs> ch-
3: I asked the Super Bowl champion a question. You
0: know, we're just gonna shut up over here. Yeah, we keep talking. We have something in common. We only got five minutes left. Are you done with your football question? No, I got one more. I got one more. All right, so.
2: Philly special, obviously, a a big-time moment in Super Bowl history. So why did you call heads with you and Trey? Why did he get the chance to throw that and you didn't?
1: That's a great question. (laughs) Um, Trey was a quarterback in college, so he automatically (laughs) got first chance. The funny part about that play is I don't know if we ever actually completed it when we were going full speed. (laughs) Wow. So, like, the first week it was – I think it was installed, like, the first week of the playoffs, and it didn't look good, so it didn't get called against the Falcons that year. Against the Vikings, it really didn't look good. And so it was still on the back burner. And then when we got to Minnesota, everyone was so paranoid about everything. You know, are the cameras here? Are the cameras there? Not to mention who we were going against. But that's besides the fact. Spug <laughs> <laughs> um, <Stug it. laughs> But uh, so the only time we actually threw it was in a walkthrough going into that game. Yeah. And so Trey didn't fail. He did a great job. <laughs> uh, but the funny part about that play is we had a play called prior to that. Mm-hmm. And the play clock was running down. It was just some basic inside zone handoff. Mm. And the play clock was running down, so they called a timeout. Yeah. So we, go, we all go back to the sideline. You know, you're getting water or whatever. And they changed the play to the Philly special. And we're all like walking up onto the field, like, what? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Yeah, so that. Part you know, of the we're story not good at this one yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've never completed <laughs> this Yeah. So it was uh, it's definitely a surreal, kind of amazing play.
2: All right. Uh, so speaking of surreal and amazing, you're a new father. Yeah. Um, had a little boy yeah. uh, during last se- right before last season, right? Yeah, in August, yep. So six months, how, how has that transition been from. I mean, listen, I, I never want to say injuries are good but it did allow you probably some more time at home
1: yeah i mean um everyone tells you going into being a dad how amazing it is but even those words there's no words to really describe the feeling it is to be a dad and holding your son for the first time um and julie's a stud as a mom so it's been so much fun seeing her grow during this but like but it is as amazing as the experiences that football has given me played at a super bowl won a lot of games Nothing's better than being a dad. Yeah. I come home. He doesn't care how my knee feels. He doesn't care <laughs> no. how my day went. He just wants to be around me and yes. be, be, be my son. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's so young. I think he's starting to grasp like who I am consistently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but well,
2: you just- don't feed him yet, so it's <laughs> yeah. like,
1: I don't need you yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, every now and then, I get a bottle to give him, and that's yeah. a special time. Yeah. Uh, but it is awesome. Yeah, that's All right. great. So
3: I got to ask, are you changing?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I'm home, I, sh- I try to make a point to change diapers. You good go. for you. There you go. Yeah, exactly. My wife does a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. So yeah. I, when I'm home and available, I try to do. As hey, as that, I do. that first diaper
2: change
0: oh is gosh. a humbling
1: moment. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah absolutely. it was. It was. It was, you're, you're it was big,
2: Ben's first and last diaper <laughs> yeah, change. Yeah. No more. That, three kids later, no
0: more. You no, know, you're, you're some big. You know, you're a big shot NFL player, and then, but he don't care. I mean, you no, gotta change his yeah. diaper, and there's no, there's no studs when you change a diaper. Last question. Just curious, I know he's young, but as you look forward and raising your son and and hopefully future kids as well, I'm sure, what are some foundational principles? What are some attributes that you hope to instill in your kid? Yeah, we're going deep on this. That is a question. And Uh, you 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 got 30 seconds. 30
1: seconds (laughs) go. I mean, obviously, uh, my faith is a big part of my wife and I's life. So our love for Jesus, hopefully, God willing, is going to be a main key. the biggest key in his life mm-hmm. and so if, if we can do one thing right we we pray every day that that's the one thing that we're able to leave him with um but also just be a nice person you know there's so many people we're not going to be those parents as two athletes two people that probably in peewee and high school thought we were better than we were mm. we're not going to be these helicopter parents yelling at refs saying they need to do a better job um we just want him to have fun and enjoy it and whatever yeah. he's passionate about i hope he goes 110 miles an hour for it yeah. well, you know I,
0: I said the same thing I have a six-year-old son. I said the same thing. I'm not going to be the dad that's yelling. And ret- there's Something happens, man. I'm telling you. That hey, first game, I've got some videos of him coaching happens. soccer. A bunch of five-year-old <laughs> soccer players.
2: Yeah. It straight, straight, was we're straight Will Ferrell. <laughs> <we're> running, <are. laughs> we're running.
0: If we don't win, we're running suicide. Okay. Exactly. I'm sure that would be me or <laughs> yeah. Julie. I can't tell him. It's, no, hard, uh, to it yeah. it's yeah. hard to turn it off. It's hard to turn it off. It's a good real. mentality to start with. Yeah. So. Yeah. And man, Yeah, we appreciate you so much. We, I know we didn't have much time. Hopefully we can get you on, a, a, again, some other point. But. Man, best of luck to you in the rehab, ACL yeah. injuries. I know it sucks. I've been through that myself and, uh, man, best of luck, man. We yeah, appreciate yeah, you coming. Yeah. It was a great time, man. I
1: appreciate Yeah, you, man. you too,
3: man. Appreciate your passion for the Lord, oh, bro. That's you, right.
0: Man. Yeah. I want to take a quick break and thank our partners, Sleep Number, and highlight a couple things they're doing. Guys, these Sleep Number beds are unreal. The technology that they've created, the feedback that it gives you on your sleep. I've got the app opened up right here. They tell you things like your heart rate, your heart rate variability, your breathing rate. All these type uh, metrics and feedback to give you so that you can improve your quality of sleep. They're all over the place. You can go and check yourself out, a Sleep Number store, wherever you live. Go to sleepnumber.com as well. They've got great resources on there. We just talked about this not too long ago. They have a whole blog section, all these articles, things that you can improve your health. Sleep Number is definitely changing the game when it comes to bedding. So get yourself the sleep number, getyourselftosleepnumber.com, and check them out. Now back to the episode.
2: I'm really, really excited. I got to run into an old teammate uh, of mine, uh, Andrew Sandejo, uh, long-time Viking safety, uh, played for the Eagles, the, the Colts, Browns. Uh, he, was, he, he made his rounds, but really, again, established himself from a really um, unique journey from the from the start and not getting drafted and and we're going to get more into that here in a little bit but uh man thank you for coming up and saying what's up uh Andrew man thanks for coming thanks for having me man yeah excited to have you yeah talk us through the next few months after graduating
4: yeah so uh I was hurt I got hurt my senior year I don't know if I would have gotten drafted if if I didn't get hurt who knows right uh went to two rookie minicamp tryouts and You know, when when you don't know how the league works, you're like, man, I'm definitely getting signed Mm. to one of these. No chance, right? (laughs) You're like one of 100 people, and they don't even care.
2: You mean the three reps that you got, you didn't turn all the heads? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Went to two tryouts, didn't get signed, obviously. And then the UFL was around. And uh, the coach who was trying to uh, recruit me to the Sacramento Mountain Lions was uh, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, And so – I was like, you know what, I think this is a better option than going to Canada. Uh, it's all NFL coaches, guys that played at these big schools, guys that just got released from these teams in the league. So uh, I was like, and I don't have to go to Canada. I can go to California. Like, yeah. cool. Uh, did that. Was lucky enough to play well in the eight well, games a, that a we little,
2: had. a little, a little background. You mentioned there's NFL guys. So Dante Culpepper was yeah. our quarterback. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Denny Green was our head coach. Rest in peace. And, I mean, just, like, honestly, Titans, like, big-time, big-time people. And we got to experience that. And that was was something that was Mm. so cool because it was run like an NFL organization because that's what they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mike McDaniels, same. I didn't realize he had recruited you. He's the one that convinced me to move to fullback. Okay. From linebacker. Jeez. And so that's the reason I moved to fullback Mm. was Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah, Now, obviously, head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah.
4: Dennis Green, you know, I think – Just from an early, he showed you what it was like to play pro ball. I remember, he, you know, guys were late to meetings, cut, like, right away. Hmm. And that's when I learned early, you know, you're early to these meetings. Not all the time. You know, you got to be early. Yep. Uh, So I was thankful that I got to experience that right from the jump. Uh, And then out of the UFL, got picked up to Dallas um, for the rest of the 2010 season. Were you active? I was active for a couple of games. I think like okay. maybe two of the last six games or okay. something like that. So
2: crazy deal is the UFL had this this agreement with the NFL that you could sign players to practice squad and it wouldn't cost you anything. Mm. But if you sign them to the active roster right. within that season, they'd pay like hundred grand really? to the UFL I don't team. Remember. So they had to pay the Sacramento Mountain Lions to put you on the field.
4: Wow. So, yeah, I actually so I was on practice squad like the first week, which right. makes sense now. Yeah, I got signed literally the, the week of the Thanksgiving game. So mm. I signed and then like the next day I was in the stadium on Thanksgiving watching the game. and I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> like, this is the league, like, you know, uh, in Dallas, obviously a Texas boy, like grew up in San Antonio. Boys were on, you know, yeah. See you guys play all the time. And so it was uh, pretty surreal. And I think even my my first active play was I was like the L1 on kickoff, and it Mm. was against the Eagles on, like, Sunday night football. And I didn't even know that that was that big of a game because I don't know anything. I'm just, like, trying to survive out there, right? (laughs) I think I run down on kickoff. I, like, fold in. I just dive at the guy's legs and it, it happened like that. Like I literally was like, Oh my gosh, like this is so fast. Like the whole kickoff that probably lasted 12 seconds. It felt like one second right over. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man. Uh, And then after Dallas went to the jets for just a little bit and then got picked up in Minnesota in the middle of my second year in uh, 2011 and was lucky enough to stick there for a while. Had a kind of had two careers almost where I was just a special teams guy. Yeah. which I you were
3: returning punts too, didn't you return punts? Uh
4: Did you know, catch
2: them? You're thinking of Erlacher. No.
4: Not. <laughs> I did return punts in college and actually in the preseason in Dallas I was like the third third or fourth string punt returner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please, God, do not put <laughs> me back there. Don't call here. my <laughs> name. Do was, not call my name. I think we were playing, at that time, we were playing San Diego in a preseason game, and Cypher, I believe, was the punter. This yeah. dude had oh. an absolute mm-hmm. leg, and I was like, if that guy punts it to me, I got, I'm not going to be able to catch it. It's yeah. like, just up in the forever, yeah. right? Yeah, just immediately as it comes off his foot, just point at it. I'm, yeah. not, catch, <laughs> I'm not catching it. Or like, I would like try to, like, <laughs> I don't know, the lights, or something. <laughs> Anything I could do to not have to like, uh, have to return a punt, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, I had was a special teamer my first year, couple years in Minnesota, um, and I was, you know, I was happy. I was like, shoot, I'm, you know, that's my niche playing special teams, do whatever you can, and then finally kind of got an opportunity to play defense, um, worked my way in and Zim's defense, which Mm -hmm. is extremely complicated, which it, it played in my favor because a lot of guys didn't get the looks that they, because they'd go in and they'd mess up and then he would just take you right out. So, because I was able to, you know, memorize everything and and know what to do, he trusted me. And that's like half the battles. The coaches just got to trust you to put you in the game. And then, uh, you know, my last half of my career was as a starter. And then, you know, the last like year or two, uh, you know, they're like, "All right, this guy's a vet, and he can play special teams and defense." So it kind of you just added a lot of value, yeah. and I was cheap. So yeah. it was like, "Yeah,
2: yeah. I was going to say, even even at that veteran minimum, it's, yeah. they're still trying to cut fat wherever they can." But right. the more you can do, that's why I mean, I totally get it. It's like yeah. I, yeah, had, well, I, I had to be I, a long snapper, backup tight end. Like I had to do everything, and, you know, and I totally just to right. keep a job. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's
3: right. And I know Zim well up, and I had actually had conversations with Zim back then when you came on. Yeah, and he was telling me, he said he's just a dude. Like, he's smart enough to pick up the system and he'll make plays for me. And, like, it was like that simple. Right. For and, him. And, if you, and like he'll you come
2: said, down and smack you in the mouth,
3: too. He's yeah. going to MF yeah. you. And if you get, if you can't deal with him MF and you, you got a problem, right?
4: right. Oh yeah. I think like when I, you know, it's kind of, you had to earn your right to be in the defense. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's a crazy concept these days. Why aren't they just giving it out? Like they are everywhere. (laughs) Like
2: you have to earn something. Rookies have to earn their, earn their keep. keep, Wild thought.
4: Yeah. But he would, uh, I mean, I got MF quite a bit as my (laughs) first year starting in the system. Um, you know, and they even brought in competition the next year and, uh, I was able to win the job like again, and then after that, I kind of had the job solidified. Obviously, in the league, you still have to play well, mm, yeah. but, uh, you know, and you know, learned a lot with Zim and the defense, and had a lot of good years, good defensive years, a lot of good memories, um, so I was thankful to, to be there for that long.
0: Yeah. Not not to backtrack too far, but I, I did have a question about your UFL time. So, when you're a kid growing up dreaming about playing professional ball, you think of the NFL, right? right. You think of the, the best of the best. When you're sitting there in Sacramento and you had this big dream of playing in the NFL, but now you're at a, a league that's not quite there – was
2: there any part of you that thought, man, this just isn't I don't going. know, man. We had Flo Rida perform at halftime one <laughs> game. I mean, Denzel <laughs> no, was on the sidelines half That's of the right game. Well, yeah. John, yeah. David was, John David. John David Washington yeah. was on the
4: team. We're, like, hanging out with all, you know, rubbing elbows with Denzel. Yeah, you know. Denzel, we what's up, bro? Yeah, basically in the NFL. Yeah. Pretty much we were best friends <laughs> yes. with Denzel. And
0: <laughs> but was there any part? Because I think we all, you know, we set out on a goal, and we think it's going to go a certain way, and then it doesn't. How do we respond? So I'm curious. Did you ever have any moments where you're like, this isn't what I – I think set out to
4: do yeah coming out of a a school like rice you know how you stack up against the guys on your team and in your conference right but uh, you didn't know how you stacked up against guys from all these big schools or guys that had just gotten Mm. released from the league so then once I was on the mountain lines. Uh, and you're side by side. And you're like, I can play with these guys. Like, yeah. I are, I'm better than these guys. And these guys just got out of the league. Like, OK, I know I can make it to right. the league. Yeah. Like, I can survive and play in the league or just doing special teams. Um, and so that gave me confidence. And then playing against that level of talent and then playing well, it gave me even more confidence. Yeah. So I was like, OK, I can play with these dudes. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, the coaches on the staff had a lot of ties to the nfl and so they're like we're gonna get you an nfl job when the season's over so uh you know started getting a couple calls from some scouts and stuff so uh, at that point then i was like all right like i'm going somewhere i just don't know where yet i
2: would Mm -hmm. say that was that that was one of the coolest things about the ufl was the the support and encouragement from the coaches uh because again it's It's either a confidence breaker or it's a confidence builder being in the UFL and and those developmental leagues. And so, I I know Mike McDaniels was that for me. He was kind of that cheerleader like, hey, you're going to be in the league someday. And I, in the back of my mind, was like, there's no way. Dude, there's no way. He said the
4: same thing to me. Yeah. He said, you're going to play 10 years in the NFL. And I was like, no chance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and it's just crazy because, like, it kind of goes to, like, you should – you know, ha- have more confidence yeah. in your, like, you know, the utmost confidence mm. in yourself and your abilities. Yep. And it's crazy to, like, you know, now it's 12 years since then, right? Yeah. Or 13 years. And now he's a head coach. And, like, wow. uh, you know, I finished out my 12 year career. And so it's, uh, so like, I'm always rooting for him when Heck he's yeah. on, on mm-hmm. TV going Heck for yeah. the Dolphins, you know?
2: And I love that he's still the same guy, too. It's exact same. He's the same, like, just unapologetic, hilarious. Like, yeah. He's just smarter than everybody in the room. That's
4: also true. Yeah. So he, like, yeah, he's a little bit wittier and, yeah. and quicker on his feet, I yeah, feel like, yeah, for at sure. times than yeah. all the media that are asking him questions.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. So, 12 uh, year career, transition out. That's, you know, notoriously a, a, a kind of a cliche topic. You know, guys struggle to transition, but, you know, having gone. Through this, it's a real it's a real challenge, yeah. like replacing that purpose of football that you've been chasing for your entire life and then trying to fill that with something and expect kind of the same satisfaction that you'd get from, you know, working out, training, the locker room, all of the things that come with football. But what was that transition like for you? You've been out a little over a year now, right?
4: Yeah, it's um, – I think for me personally, uh, when I got to year 10 – I was kind of like, okay, double digits. Like, if this is the last year, uh, you know, my my tenth year was a little kind of crazy. I started in Philly, got released, claimed, went back to Minnesota, and so then I, and when I went back to Minnesota, I wasn't a starter. So I'm like, okay, going into my eleventh year, like, who wants an old white eleventh year backup safety, right? <laughs> I'm like, probably nobody. Well, it's just crazy how it works. My coaches go to some of my coaches go to Cleveland, mm. go to Cleveland for a year had another coach go to Indy, ended up in, Cle- in Indy the last year, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, so I think I just, I got a couple extra years that I didn't expect to get. So every year was just like a bonus and a bonus. And so then like after my year in Indy, I was like, okay, like that's got to be it, right? Yeah. Like surely yeah. it's done now. So I think I was kind of already mentally ready for it to yeah. be done before it was. Um, but it's definitely just a transition. And I think. You, when you get to be those ages, you start to kind of, in the back of your head, think about what are some other things that you're passionate about or that mm-hmm. you want to do because you know the end is is near, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's when I kind of transitioned into uh, brain tree nutrition, what I'm doing now.
2: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about you know the the new company that, that you helped found and um, what you're really trying to do to improve brain, brain health. And not just athletes, but all people.
4: Yeah, so uh, I founded Braintree Nutrition along with two other college teammates that went to Rice with me um, and in consultation with neurologists, which uh, one of our partners, his mom is a neurologist, the whole family's doctors. So using all the studies that they have access mm-hmm. to to uh, formulate these products, we just came up with a line of products that help to enhance and preserve and protect the brain. Because mm-hmm. uh, right now, I don't believe that there's good protocols in place for recovering from concussions or just constant hits to the head. A lot of times you get a concussion, they just say, all right, go sit in a dark room, mm. uh, no mm. bright lights, no loud music, when there's all these other things that you can do. And yeah. so that's why we made uh, our flagship product, which is called Think. And that is for memory and focus and uh, anti-inflammatory properties for the brain. Uh, and then also for guys like myself uh, being diagnosed with like an ADD or a ADHD, mm-hmm. The NFL is really strict on those on those medications yeah. mm-hmm. being prescribed, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, I was literally prescri- by, diagnosed by the team doctor that they assigned you to, and said, "If you were a guy off the street, I could I could probably give you this, but you know, per the NFL, I can't. You don't have a long enough history, mm-hmm. so it makes the league look bad if they're just handing out yeah. Adderall prescriptions, right? right. right. So, also <laughs> we wanted to make something that. Uh, helped guys with memory and focus because as you know you have to study a lot of like i mean it's a it's a huge mental thing you got to be able to react and recall uh so we wanted to make something that was safe and transparent with no banned substances that we could take for ourselves our colleagues could take really anybody could take and then we just tied that in with these uh you know four facets of kind of brain health so uh focusing on the gut health and how that's linked to degenerative brain Mm -hmm. disease for the probiotic the stress and anxiety relief which uh we would, after games, you know, you're just kind of, you need to chill out sometimes. And yeah. uh, I think everybody could use a, some type of stress and anxiety relief. That's why every, you know, most people at the end of the day, they have a little nightcap, glass of wine, beer, mm-hmm. cocktail, whatever it is, right? Uh, and then our sleep aid product. Um, oh, funny, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sleep aid product uh, because sleep is the foundation of yeah. health, mental mm-hmm. health, brain health. And so they all work synergistically together. Uh, they're all... Uh, ingredients backed by clinical studies, proven effective at the dosages that we put them in. And that's where the doctors came in to help the ratios and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of extracts, a lot of just natural formulas versus people taking a lot of prescription medication, trying to get off of that, get to these naturally occurring ingredients. And uh, it's been fun, man. We donate a portion of our proceeds to Alzheimer's research. Mm-hmm. And um, we just been, yeah, It's really it was really just kind of made to help. We were taking all these ingredients separately and having to get, like, eight different bottles of supplements and then because we wanted that ingredient and that ingredient, and then we put it all together into one to, f- to formulate brain-true nutrition. Love, that. Mm. Love yep. that. Love that. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. And, and the importance of sleep, and, you know, we're here sitting at the Sleep Number booth at the Super Bowl, uh, but even last year, learning what, like, Sleep Number the focus that they have even on, like, cancer, like the impacts of sleep on cancer, I'm partnering with American Cancer Society, yes. doing studies around mm. sleep. But, I mean, there's so many facets yeah. to, to mental health that you mentioned even, like gut health, that mm-hmm. five years ago that wasn't ever talked about, no, right? right? And so the how far we've come in just the awareness. But now having, like, companies that are being responsible, right, and right. not just selling a product to sling a product because the supplement industry is just riddled with just – terrible products that people are just they're great wow. marketers just don't make a good product so I, I it's it's great to hear that a responsible company is out there helping absolutely with this you know
3: i'm curious to know have you gone back to the nfl What the product, because you mentioned it earlier, you know, some of the players may have ADD. They can't take the medicine. Have you had these conversations with the NFL?
4: Yes. Well, not with the NFL directly, but uh, like luckily I played long enough to amass a lot of contacts and friends. And so I've been, you know, before the season sent out goodie packages to all the boys, basically. And I was like, take this like, to help you sleep. Like, you know, in the season, man, oh, like, yeah. I got to oh. sleep. Don't mess with my mm-hmm. sleep. Right. Don't mess with my studying. Like, yeah, those are, like, okay. my two, like, yeah. those are my two things. And so, obviously, for me, you know, my game was was the mental part of, yeah. like, being ahead of the play, studying film, knowing what they are going to do. I wasn't the most athletic guy. I wasn't <laughs> the biggest guy. We
2: had to play faster. Yes. Up I, here. <laughs> yes. I was like,
4: I have to be able to play at a 4-3 speed with my mind, right? Yeah. So right. I got to be ahead of the play. I got to already know where it's going to happen before it's going to happen otherwise i have no chance out there uh so yeah like giving it to all the guys uh you know not everyone understands all the products so a little bit of education so i i kind of break it down from like this is for memory focused and for your brain just take Mm -hmm. that every day you're getting hit in the head all the time just take it and especially like some guys that got concussions this year would reach out to me and i wouldn't even charge them i would just send it to them like i could have just been like hey go buy it on the Mm -hmm. website but i was like no i'm sending it to you guys um and so, yeah, it, it's been uh, – I'm trying to help the guys out, send it to them, let them know about it. Uh, so it's been fun. There's, I
2: think there's just a big hole, right? You know, the NFL has been very transparent about, you know, the funding that they're they're contributing towards, Absolutely. you know, brain health and concussion, concussion research. I've been out long enough, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just right. saying I just haven't heard of any – Great results that have come from it Absolutely. Yet. Yes. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, what they're doing to fill maybe the, the gap that you're you're coming in and, and filling.
3: So, how do you get the product, man? I'm so, I'm
4: yeah. Uh, you can find us just at our website, BraintreeNutrition.com. Uh, find us on all socials, just search Braintree Nutrition. And then a lot of people just go on Amazon and get us. We're on Amazon Prime. Mm. You can just search Braintree Nutrition and just add it to the bag like you're doing everything else. Right. Um, I think we're actually running a if you go to the website, we got a little 25% off code BTN25 at checkout. It'll be a header on there. Uh, so we got that going right now. But yeah, check us out. Show us some love. So
2: if we follow that on social media, will you promise to sprinkle in some bicep shots?
4: I can. <laughs> <laughs> I, can do, I can do something like that. We don't have anything for. Uh, the only, yeah, nothing for the muscles right now. It's all just brain yeah. related. So maybe somewhere down the line. I
2: just feel like if you have bigger biceps, just naturally, you just are at ease and stress-free. Yeah. I feel like that could be like, are you maybe just a regimen.
4: I right? don't know. My mom said, she said, the best thing you could do is get yourself a set of muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> she said, Go get yourself a set of muscles. Your life will be a little bit better. Oh, man,
2: that's funny. man, hey, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, nice. uh, brain Tree Nutrition. Go check them out. I know we are. Um, and man, anything we can do to help, man, we're we're here.
4: Absolutely, thank our, you, guys. All
2: right, brother. Today. Enjoy your time. You, yep. All right, I want to take a quick minute to talk about our partner Choctaw Casino and Resort. Uh, we are really, really humbled uh, and grateful to be a partner for them. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, uh, you've heard how great the resort is there, how great the casino is, the new expansion, they've doubled in size, 3,000 new slots. They've got unbelievable sports bar. They've got unbelievable restaurants, unbelievable movie theaters, arcades for kids. It is endless. The things that they've not only improved, but added. Um, but it's just an, The experience that they provide is second to none. Choctaw Nation has done an incredible job with the community, with philanthropy, with support. Um, They have just done incredible things. So we are extremely humbled and grateful to partner with Choctaw Casino and Resort. Make sure, I know you know it, it's just a short drive of 75. Go check them out. And now back to the episode. We... Have the pleasure of repeating a guest and repeating probably the most well known guest that we've had yes. on the podcast. <laughs> Gary, I don't even. It was such a whirlwind first one. We had some internet issues. I remember. Uh, but but appreciate you coming back on. So we're happy able to be on with you guys. link yeah. up. Uh, all right. So we are at the Super Bowl. Yes. And um, first and foremost, I guess we got to talk about it, right? Yes. So what happened? What happened with the Jets? I mean, we were, we were so hopeful that they were not going to be the Jets. Yeah. And then. Yeah, they lost their way. Um, look, the
5: Elijah Vera Tucker Brees Hall situation was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like the I don't think people really understand the Broncos win, the Packers win. Mm-hmm. Elijah Vera Tucker played three different positions mm-hmm. for the Jets on that offensive line. We were de- like completely lost in the Zach Wilson struggles yeah. was our offensive line injury count was at the top of the league. We were on our fourth left tackle by week three. Yeah. So we really, really got decimated there. But the second Brees went out, he was such a dynamic player. You had two fifty 50-plus yard touchdowns in back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks—it just changed our offense. It made us more one-dimensional, and you know, and like you know, I mean, you guys know this. Like some seasons, they just get away from you. Like we just we weren't there. Like yeah. we just weren't there anymore. Yeah. So, what
3: was your ex? What did you think going into the season? What did you think they were going to land anyway?
5: I did 100 different podcasts where I said that they were going to be 7 and 10. And so, you know, like (laughs) my friends were making fun of me at some point and then obviously it played out the way it did. I I really was hoping that it was going to be a building year. They were so young – you couldn't have expected what Garrett and Sauce gave you in year one. Yeah. You know, even, and again, you guys know this, I'm too logical and passionate about this, so I'm like, okay, those guys in year two are going to put 15 pounds of muscle on Mm. because they're both thin dudes. Right, right. You know, and I was like, that might be a little bit problem. Will Garrett be able to separate Mm -hmm. Sauce? Like, those guys played so over mm-hmm. our expectations, so it quickly revved up. But I was pretty realistic going into the season. Yeah. I was I thought seven and ten would be just fine. The schedule was tough. The AFC West was you know was that a little, division. Yeah. Is, yeah. Well you seemed, thought it was gonna be yeah. correct. So yeah. things like that. But you know, I think um I think uh I think that it played out with a bitter taste in the end given how well especially yeah. after that Buffalo home yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I could have, I drove home to New York, but I could have walked home after that yeah. game. Yes. <laughs> That's how happy Lion, I was. Right. So, you know, honestly, I'm pretty optimistic. I think okay. if you're a, if you're a really, really educated football fan, yeah. and I'm very proud that I think I am, they're very close on defense. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple tweaks at, at linebacker that they have to think about yeah. a little bit at safety, mm-hmm. but their defense is scary. Close. Yeah. Scary. Close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, Becton comes back, hopefully. Now, it's been two yeah. seasons, so you can't guarantee it, but but his rookie year was bananas. Yeah. He was throwing guys all over. The, he was throwing mm-hmm. Bosa to left feet. I mean, it was crazy, his rookie year. So, you hope, but I, that's a 50-50. Yeah. But Elijah Barrett-Tucker will be back. Yeah. Brees Hall will be back. They've proven last year that they can draft really strong. Yeah. You get another good draft. Mm. They have plenty of cap money. Corey Davis, who I love, they're going to have to think about, but, like, you know, that's 10 million that they have that off the board. So there's, you got DJ Reed and sauce locked in a corner. You've got Garrett Wilson. Like they just need one more strong offseason, And then yeah. it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Will they bring in a quarterback yeah. who also mm. not only mm. contributes, but contributes off the field to actually caring about Zach Wilson's development is actually the question that I think the jets have to think about the most, Yeah. Right. which is, I think it's insane to give up on Zach after 24 months. I think it's insane.
2: Yeah. I think that's a great question. I think you're, you're, you're exactly right. Foundationally, I think this year was great because you gave them experience. They knew that they could play with the best, Correct. and then now they've got the talent. We know that there's talent. There's a couple pieces every yep. year they've got. To, yep. They've got to work. But Zach Wilson, yes, as an entrepreneur, yes, as you're thinking through building people up, yes, at what point do you say, okay, the time it's enough. We've got to move on. Every, that's one of the hardest things to figure out.
5: Every leader's biggest, most challenging decision is when they decide to give up on someone.
3: Yeah. Every leader. Yeah. Yeah.
5: The government, family, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> entrepreneurship, sports. I, I it is the punchline. Mm. The Jets gave up on Geno Smith. Mm. He was productive this year. Yeah. The Jets gave up on Sam Darnold. I think for a lot of people if you're very nerdy about this sport would argue this was a good year for Sam. Mm-hmm, like there was yeah. things you could see, yeah. right? Obviously it wasn't right. a remarkable year, but it wasn't like you can't play in this league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I you know I just think it's Terry Bradshaw really sucked in yeah. his first several years and he mm. sat yeah you know so I just think the way the world works now mm-hmm. I remind people Patrick Mahomes sat for a year mm-hmm. like I just don't God, you know I
3: forgot about that yeah, yeah.
5: right you forget uh, real quick right uh, like uh. what what's interesting Aaron Rodgers sat that. for multiple multiple years. Yep. yeah I know why it happens again if you're listening. Get into the nerdiness. This league runs on a quarterback's rookie contract. Yeah, it's so much less money against the cap, mm-hmm. so they're rushing these kids because they want to maximize all of year three, four, and five.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, That's what you are going to strike. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: But it doesn't mean it's right, and it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that the kid can't play. Yeah. I also think Zach hitting actual rock bottom because he hit actual rock bottom. I agree. Bottom, mm-hmm. I agree. Is one of the scenarios that actually allows him to be okay yeah right because now he's at the crossroads he wasn't kind of rock bottom he's hit rock bottom
3: yeah but he hit rock bottom in in new york which like you hit rock bottom you know in jacksonville Jacksonville. okay but you hit rock bottom in new york in
5: that locker room can he recover from that that's going to be the question he might not yeah he might not comma he might yeah and so i think to me if i'm if I'm the owner, the GM, the coach of the Jets, the conversation they're having this week and they're really starting to lock in what they're going to do, mm-hmm. you know, is going to come down to of the five options we have here, Jimmy, Derek, mm-hmm. Aaron, mm-hmm. even Tannenhill I think is probably available. Like, in the options that are here, A, what's the cost? Mm-hmm. Because is Aaron better than Derek if yeah. Aaron costs you three top picks versus Derek costs you a second and a fourth? Like, what mm-hmm. what's the punchline there? And two, do any of them have the human capacity to give any care towards Zach yeah. and help him in any no. shape or form? Yeah. Because if Aaron is over the top excited of like this kid grew up idolizing me, I'm already 40, I need I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one or two here, yeah. but if I can build this kid up that means something to me, mm-hmm. well it becomes more interesting. If he's like, I don't care, it's merit, it's yeah. you know, we're out in the wild here, yeah, Zach, a- you figure it out? then he should be less interesting to the Jets. Right.
2: I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I think that you know two of the three that you mentioned, I know personally and those are those dudes. I don't mm-hmm. know Aaron so I can't yeah. I can't vouch for that. Uh, but I agree. It's who has the human capacity to say, look, this is part of my legacy mm-hmm. is building this guy Kid. up to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do something great. Mm-hmm. If if he has yep. the potential with the organization. Yep. Uh, I, running short on time. Go ahead, go ahead, I was him. just to say yeah. Darren, how long did you work at ESPN?
0: 13 years. Okay. In 6 minutes I learned more about football from him than I did in 13 years. That's a lie. That's a lie. Hey, watch your mouth, Ben. (laughs) Watch your mouth, Ben. I know know we got to let you go. I I did want to ask you about the business side. Yes. Uh, You're a business guy. I am. So what is the NFL from a business, not not the sport, from a business, how are they dominating the world? I mean, their numbers are way bigger than any any other sports. How are they doing that just as a business? Limited games. (sighs) Yeah.
5: Guys, the NFL. The novelty of it. The NFL's secret is the secret of soccer. The the reason soccer crushes around the world is there's no playoffs. Mm. Mm. They whoever wins the season wins the season, thus rendering every game to matter. Yeah. Every single. I'm a huge Knicks fan. Mm -hmm. When Knicks lose three games in a row, I'm like perturbed but like would like to see yeah. them turn around. but it's not like <laughs> yeah. when the Jets lose a football game in week one Yeah, I'm like this is going to hurt us in the playoff run Yeah, yeah. Like, every game is a playoff yeah. game yeah. so the NFL dominates as a business because everybody wants to watch every single snap mm-hmm. not to mention now betting not to mention fantasy sports Gosh. even taking those things out of the equation which make people watch more yeah. and it's a great sport for both fantasy and gambling it's also that it's the playoffs Every single yes, week. Right. And, unfortunately, it's also a sport that has injuries at a high level. High risk, yeah. Which is different than basketball and baseball and hockey, which means not only is every game a playoff game, but every every play within a game mm. is a season-changing cha- opportunity. Yeah. Your quarterback's out for the year, yep. right? The season's different. This game yep. that's happening tomorrow is a different game if Patrick Mahomes didn't have a high ankle sprain, right. it's yes, a completely yeah. different yeah. football game. Yes. That was one snap in one play. So I think the intensity of everything mattering mm-hmm. yeah. makes it dominant, yeah. and the business is because the owners are good businessmen. I yeah. love it. Like that's just a punchline. When you look at the makeup of the like, when you think about what Stephen Ross is or Robert Kraft, or these are just good business operators.
0: And you're going to be one of those. Yeah, and
5: I'm going to be one of those. Which,
3: so if it's not the Jets, yes. Are you? Gonna I'll get, buy a basketball team. You buy a
2: basketball. I don't oh. want.
5: I. It's Jets or bust for me because it's my love for the Jets is on a different planet. Yeah. Mm. I could buy the Pelicans. I could buy the Bucks. Yeah. I can't buy the Saints. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Basketball. Yeah. Thing. I hear you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate Take it. Care. Take care. Appreciate it.